my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Mother's Day, Tanner slash Fuller slash Gibbler fam. How is everyone doing today? I hope if you're mothers, you're having a wonderful, beautiful day. And you know what? You don't have to have a human baby to be a mother if you got fur babies. I have fur babies. I have three of them. I have Quinn. I have London. Quinn is a cat. London is a rabbit. And little Liesel is a hamster. Yes, I've had many fur babies, and I cannot forget my beautiful bunny rabbit, Elfie, and of course my guinea pig, Toby, who had, they passed on, they, they've moved on from this world, but you know what, they're still my fur babies, and I still love them, and I still think about them. So while we celebrate this beautiful day, let's also give a shout out, I want to give a shout out to my mom, although It'll be 17 years since she's passed. I know, guys, I'm making this a sad podcast. Um, I just, I just want to say, you know, how much, you know, I, I love my mom and I, I miss her. And, um, I also have some other Mother's Day shout-outs to go. I want to give a shout-out to my sister. She's a mother to four children. Almost all of them, except for the last one are around 20 and over. The youngest one is 15. And they're all good kids, even though half of them are adults now. Also, I'd like to give a shout-out to my grandma, who's was like a mother to me in a way. You know, she'd always take me to the movies, to the library. And my Aunt Debbie, who, you know, she had her own, you know, five kids, but she took me in, and I lived with my aunt and uncle for almost two years, and she did her best to do right by me, and she definitely did, and of course, I want to give a shout out to Pam, I mean, even though she and my dad weren't married, you know, she was, you know, like a, a stepmother to me in a way, I mean, she was a parental figure I could go to for advice and I know it took me a lot if you guys listen to <clears throat> my punky power my silver spoons my wonder years Mr. Belvedere podcast I probably said it took me a while to warm up to Pam it really really did and now I just can't imagine her imagine not having her in my life so even with my dad gone I still talk to her on a weekly basis but today I have a special episode I want to focus on. You all may know it. It's of Fuller House. It's season 4, episode 13. Yes, it is the season 4 finale. Entitled, Opening Night. Well, the She-Wolf Pack is watching Hamilton. Because, from what I heard, those tickets are impossible to get. You gotta be entered into, like, a lottery and your name or number has to be picked. Wow, I've never seen it. I'm sure it's amazing. 
So while they're watching Hamilton, guess what? Cammy goes into labor. We knew that this was going to happen. We'd been waiting for it all of season four. And it's finally upon us. And I thought, you know what? Not only do I want to do this episode for Mother's Day, but it's a great little button to end on for when season five, you know, it's a jumping off point for when season five arrives and I cover that. This episode's got a high rating, which I'm not surprised. It's got an 8.4 out of 10 based on 127 ratings. Let's see here. Mare. Oh, here we. Oh, these. Uh, they played the baby. Oh, those were. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was a fake baby. It was definitely a real baby. We have Atlas Schwimmer. Or it's, is it, it's C-H-S-C-H-I-M-M. It looks like shimmer, like shimmering, shining. So, Atlas and Merrick Shimmer. This episode was directed by Christian Jensen. Guys, I gotta get a Kleenex. My nose is running, and I don't even know why. It's not like I ate anything hot this morning. I had, like, three little... Hostess cinnamon crunch donut, so I don't, and I, I, I drink milk, so why is my nose running like a fountain? I know, TMI guys, TMI. Alright, this episode was directed by Christian Jensen, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Brian Behar, B-E-H-A-R, written by Steve Bol- Boldkowski, and staff writer Will Griffin. If I could interview people on, on the podcast, like, the cast members, definitely. Um, it'd be cool to interview the writers, not only of Fuller House, but of Full House, like, for certain episodes. That would be sweet. I don't know how to go about doing that. Oh, there's a review! Oh, I want to read it! I'm going to read it right now! Oh, there's more than one! Oh! Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm reading them, guys. I'm reading them. Okay, are we ready? I'm ready. This one, the first one's got a 10 out of 10. Have some tissues handy. This actually what review was done on December 20th, 2018. So it was right before Christmas. Alright. I grew up with the original show. And watching Fuller House has brought back so many great memories of the love that family and friends can have. Definitely the best season so far. I can't wait for the next one. Well, you know what? Rumble 357. I can't wait either. I just, I can't. I can't do it. How am I going to cope? <laughs> All right, the next one. Also 10 out of 10. Woo! Wonderful show. Yes, it is. What's this person's name? Karthik Pawn. This was actually done on December 16th. That was when the show dropped, right? The 16th? So they watched it? This person binged it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Binge watched season four. Too good. Waiting for next season. I binged it too. This one's also a 10 out of 10. Great sequel. Oh, they like just watched like April 7, 2019 by Jenny Sedval. Love it. Love it so much. As a sequel, it is great. I can't wait for the next season. Love it. Love it. Love these reviews. They're amazing. 
Grey's Anatomy. Max says he never misses an episode. You know what, Max? I've never watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Um, I'm not being on doctor shows. I did try to give good, the good doctor a watch. I, I couldn't, I don't know why. I couldn't get into it. I've heard so many good things, though. But, you know, when I'm doing all these podcasts, I really, the only, it's like my world is dipped in 80s. And 90s nostalgia TV shows. Um, the only things I've actually watched would be Stranger Things. I just rewatched season two with Jeremy. I showed him the season three trailer, and he's like, "Meh, it's, it's good." He, that's all the really reaction I'm gonna get out of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is us, which is been done with its third season since April, so I gotta wait till fall, so currently right now I'm not, I, I really don't have time to, the only thing I'm watching for enjoyment right now is, um, I, I'm on different, I got all eight seasons of different strokes, I've been watching those, so I watch those when I come home from work, so hopefully soon, before the end of the month, I'll be on season two, and then I also bought the complete season of Facts of Life, so I'll hopefully start that up after different strokes. Granted, to finish different strokes, I think it's going to take me the majority of 2019 if I'm just watching an episode a night. All right, we got some trivia. Dr. Miller says that her favorite Bachelor is Juan Pablo, who is widely disliked and considered by most fans of The Bachelor to be the worst Bachelor in the show's history. It is also the first name of the actor who plays Kimmy's ex-husband, Juan Pablo de Pace. I'm sure I pronounced his last name wrong. Oh boy. I'm sorry, Juan Pablo. Kimmy gives birth in this episode. Well, of course she does. 11th appearance of Gia's daughter, Rocky. Warning spoilers. DJ deviates from her normal Oh My Lanta to Oh My Labor. <laughs> oh, DJ DJ. I love that catchphrase because it's part of the title of this podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, the air date was the 14th. Okay, so that person who wrote the review was on the 16th. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so as always on the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining on this boat trip. This wonderful journey of going through the episodes of Full House and Fuller House. I'd like to let you know where you can follow along with the podcast. You can go to Facebook at the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, an unofficial, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Also, Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. All right, we also have Twitter, O-M-H-C, Full House slash Fuller House Podcast. All right. And if you guys want to reach out to the podcast and email, talk about how much you like the show or you're enjoying listening to the podcast, you can do so at O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H-Podcast.com. All right. So as we remember from the prom episode... That's going to carry into this episode. Jackson said some not nice stuff about uh, Rocky with an earshot. And he's got to try to make amends. Is she going to accept his apology? Are they going to be together? Are they going to be friends? 
we're going to find out. Jackson may very well be back in the friend zone because, honestly, that was totally not cool, man. You don't diss your girl like that just to impress some football buddies. Jackson's, you know, grown up just a smidge, but he's still got a long ways to go in how you treat people. Alright, as I've said, Season 4 is not on DVD, so of course I'll be watching on my phone with the subtitles, because if you guys know, gotta have sub subtitles when I watch movies. I mean, I can't have it at the theaters, but I surely gotta have it when I'm watching my Netflix, my Hulu, my Amazon Prime, or any movie that I pop into the Blu-ray player. That way I'm not wondering... That person just mumbled something. What did they say? And usually the subtitles will pick up that mumble. The current picture for Netflix Fuller House, of course, is Kimmy looking major preggers with a blue background. And she's wearing like a sunset yellow-orange cardigan over a... Array sunset red, um, what looks like just a maternity dress. Oh, I love it. Says season five, the 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 season five coming this fall. I can't talk. Like I I got up at like ten thirty, and it's now oh it's eleven oh one. I'll have to think about what to make for lunch today. So if I yawn, then I apologize. I'm still. I'm still in the waking up process, but I'm mostly there. I'm like 90% there. Alright, here's Netflix's description of the episode. A ladies' night out to see Hamilton with a fully pregnant Kimmy ends differently than anyone expected. Whoa, baby! Whoa, baby indeed. Alright, so we come out of the intro. Jimmy's coming down the stairs. He's talking to somebody on the phone. As he says, you don't understand. I'm having a baby in three weeks. And he's telling them, I need to prove that I'm responsible, a responsible, mature adult. Well, we've known Jimmy now since season two. Um, <laughs> well, Jimmy is like a female Kimmy in a way. Because... He's definitely a gibbler with the forgetfulness, the goofiness, the one-liners. I like that, you know, at first with Stephanie and Jimmy being this pairing, I'm like, eh, how is this? Is it going to work? And he's definitely, you know, proven himself. He wants, you know, he wants to have a baby with Stephanie and, you know, Kimmy decided to be the surrogate, so this baby is going to be half Tanner, half Gibbler. So he says, so I need a whoopee and a binky and a whoopsie. Now a binky, that's, I've always known that as being referred to as a pacifier, but a whoopee and a whoopsie, I have no idea. Mothers out there, I'm sure you probably know what those words are slang for. So we have Kimmy on the couch because she's very heavily pregnant. And we have Stephanie. I'm guessing she's sorting through stuff. As Jimmy is headed into the kitchen, he's like, no, don't even try to sell me on a boppy. Okay, so uh, 
Stephanie was clearly working on sorting through baby's clothes as she tells Kimmy to move her fat feet off my baby's clothes. Oh, that's right, because Stephanie's hands are filled with baby clothes. And Kimmy, of course, interjects with, I'm eight months pregnant, I'm having your baby, appreciate me, I'm giving you life. I like how uh, Kimmy's like, don't fat foot shame me. Well, I'm sure that her feet are swelling because of all the, the water retention and weight, you know, with the, with the baby and everything. That's just one of the things, right? Your feet swell, right? So we get a nod to Little Richard and Abraham Lincoln as Kimmy's like, would you talk to Abe Lincoln or Little Richard that way? As then, what, they had fat feet too? What? Maybe they just had big feet. I just learned yesterday as we were talking about, um, one of the things of losing a parent is, of course, eventually you do have to go through their things. And, um... My dad's got a lot of shoes, boots, stuff like that. And I guess he wears size 11 f shoes. And I got, um, my oldest nephew, his feet are 10 and a half. So he would be able to fit more into them than my youngest nephew, who is like at a nine and a half. So um, Jeremy actually is a size 11 feet, but he, he didn't want my dad's shoes or anything, which is understandable. You know, I mean, I'm not hurt by it. It's like, it's hard to, for anyone, I mean, if, you know, going through clothes and stuff. I mean, I took the shirt that I gave my dad when he went to, um, through Wyoming. I went to Sheridan last summer. And I brought a shirt home for him so he could take that on the trip. So that was the one thing I wanted. And then the um, Pam got him a South Dakota sweatshirt that is he, he's wearing in the picture of his obituary and everything. So I also wanted that one. So so DJ walks through the door and she's like, are you two still having the same Abe Lincoln slash Little Richard foot fight when I left? So, DJ delivers a little newsflash that since they're nearing the end of the pregnancy, Steph and Kimmy have gotten a little pregnancy nutso. You know, Kimmy's pregnant, she's eight months pregnant, you know, Stephanie's the mother-to-be, so they're both kind of at each other's throats a little bit, a little like getting everything ready and together... They're probably getting on each other's nerves, and I think maybe DJ's telling them that everyone in the house has noticed this little tiff that's going on. So when DJ delivers the message, Stephanie's like, how dare they? And Kimmy's like, who said that? I'll kill them. <laughs> I had to laugh at Kimmy's line, because it was just so funny. <laughs> so DJ... Tells them I have a solution to what ails ya. She says, I dropped off Tommy at Grandpa Nick's. Okay, so I'm guessing that Grandma Irene, Jesse's mother, passed away. Because she doesn't say Grandpa and Grandma Katsopoulos. She says Grandpa Nick's. So I'm guessing that Grandma Irene passed away, R.I.P. Um, and she's got a little something-something for them to celebrate. So Kimmy's just, she's roosting. She's got her spot on the couch. She's like, I'm up for anything as long as I don't have to move from this couch. DJ pulls out of her purse. Three tickets to see Hamilton. Ah! The audience goes wild. Ah! 
And Kimmy is up off the couch in an instant, like, boom! I'm ready, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I'm off the couch now. The audience just like, oh, they're excited. Kimmy is so excited. She jumps on the couch. And she does, while eight months pregnant, cartwheels. Um, I don't think that a real actual pregnant woman, maybe I'm wrong. Can they do cartwheels? As Kimmy is cartwheeling through the living room and in the kitchen. Wow. All right, I hand it to you, Gibbler. You got it. You can do anything. All right, looks like it's later in the day because we got DJ and Steph looking fabuloso. DJ is wearing this nice royal blue dress that is like one shoulder it's like cut across just above, above her chest but one shoulder and arm is bare it's really really pretty and stephanie of course is just wearing a nice simple black dress also very nice so we get a little time stamp as stephanie says i can't believe we got tickets to hamilton we've been trying for like a year and a half is it still the whole part of the lottery thing for Hamilton? Because this is 20... This came out in December 2018, so... Granted, DJ's a little terrified. She's got to tell Max, I only have three tickets for Hamilton. And here he comes, down the stairs. Oh, boy. Bad news, Maxie Max. As Max comes up behind DJ, we see the sad realization on his face. Oh, buddy. Apparently, it's uh, it's all good in the hood, as Max is like, really, Hamilton? Don't waste my time. And DJ's like, but Max, you love musicals. And he's like, not ones that have hip-hop, roller skates, or cats. And DJ kind of interjects, but wait, your favorite musical is cats. He's like, hey, I'm a complicated fella. <laughs> and she saunters off. Kimmy, 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 I think I know who the award for the best outfit of the episode is going to oh my she is dressed like scarlett o'hara from gone with the wind only it's a more floral print dress and a giant hat the audience goes wild for her dress and they're not wrong they're not wrong so dj and stephanie get a load of kimmy's outfit like oh wow that's well, no one's definitely dressed like that in this house. And Kimmy's like, hey, you don't know. They could need another Skylar sister. Someone could slip on a sack of ball bearings and then it's showtime and she does her jazz fingers. So DJ has Kimmy put her arms up. Boom, what falls down? It's a sack of ball bearings as DJ holds up the evidence. Like, really, Kimmy, ball bearings? We are not having a repeat of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, no. Did you pull it? Do you really think you're going to get up? Did you get up on stage? And, oh, my goodness. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. As Kimmy says, hey, that chandelier was coming down with or without me. Oh, my goodness. Kimmy, did you injure somebody on stage? Apparently, somebody is a little disappointed as the girls start heading out the door like, Hamilton, Hamilton. Ramona comes in like, you guys are going to see Hamilton? 
And Cammy's like, what? No, we're not. Um, This was my only clean outfit. And, of course, Ramona says, wow, it's a big thing when the parent starts lying to the child. And Cammy's like, yep, well, you know what? You were there when it happened. See ya. <laughs> Kimmy won, Ramona zero. All right, we got a little bit of a plot B, a little baby plot B. Not that baby. Uh, Fernando sticks his head back into the kitchen from the living room, says, hey, all right, time to commence Operation Sandwich. Because they're all about the yummy sandwiches, sub sandwiches. Mm -mm -mm. So this is between Fernando, Jimmy, and Max, who is busy at the kitchen island or the kitchen counter on his laptop. As Jim's, they're like, all right, the ladies are out of the house for five hours. Hamilton is five hours long? I'm sure there's plenty of intermissions. Oh, man. I the, um, the Avengers one. I was just, I was talking to my sister and my oldest nephew about, um, possibly seeing Endgame. And I said, is it okay if I see it, even though I haven't seen the other Avengers? And they're like, but you need to watch Infinity War, which is the the most recent Avengers, because it's some battle with this Thanos character. Look at me. I know nothing about Avengers. I did see Captain Marvel, though. I saw that. And I loved it. Oh, I saw Wonder Woman. I know, that's a different, a different, that's what, is that, that's like DC, right? And this is Marvel. See, look at me. I know nothing about the comic book world. But the end game is three hours long. But then again, I saw Titanic twice in the theater, and that movie's like over three hours and 15 minutes. All right, so Jimmy's like laying down the plan. All right, girls are gone for five hours. It's about time for a nice stealth little trip to Uncle Monty's Sandwich Emporium of Alameda. What? Hold on. Oh, bye, Quinny. I'll be down in a minute. Alameda. See, Jimmy, thank you. I wanted to listen so I could pronounce this correctly. Of course, we cut to Max as he's like, can't you go whenever you want? Because he's busy looking at his Apple laptop. They both, Fernando and Jimmy, both turn to look at Max like, you have no idea, buddy. One day when you get married or you're in a relationship, you'll learn you can't always do what you want. There are responsibilities. Husband duties. So, apparently Kimmy banned them from having Uncle Monty's in the house during her pregnancy. Aw, that sucks. You know what? Speaking of Uncle Monty's, um, my chicken breast parmesan is almost done, so I'm going to go have my lunchy poo, and then I'll be back. And we can delve, delve in more, delve in more to Mr. Uncle Monty's trip. Trip to Uncle Monty's. So, Jimmy explains to Max that the reason that Kimmy didn't want them eating the subs in the house is because she claimed, in quotes, the smell made her feel nauseous. Really. I think she was just like, if I can't have any of these delicious, yummy, yummy subs, nobody's going to. And Max, of course, we get a throwback to Holy Chalupa. She's, he, he says... Wow, you know, she said the same thing to me about saying holy chalupas. <laughs> of course Max invites himself. Fernando's like, no, 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 no. You, you were not invited. And Max grabs the keys. And Jimmy tells him, like, this is kind of a private deal thing. And Max grabs the keys. Like, all right, come on, let's go. As he hops down off the chair. 
you guys really don't have a choice. He's got the keys to the vehicle. All right, so now we cut to plot. I'm going to call this plot C with Jackson coming into the living room while Ramona is either working on schoolwork or something. He's like, hey, guess what? I got Rocky. I finally convinced her to come over. And maybe the whole thing I set up prom is blown over. And Ramona's like, really? Have you heard a Taylor Swift song? They're all about her breakups with her boyfriend. Every boyfriend she's had that she's broken up with. She's written a song about them. But, and I gotta say, out of the Taylor Swift albums I've listened to, the 1989 one, every single song on that album, I absolutely adore. This last album that she did, I listened to some of the songs, I just really wasn't feeling it. But then again, I just listened to like the, the snippet samples that iTunes gives you. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I guess I just wasn't feeling it. Maybe I just needed to listen to the whole songs. But definitely 1989 is my favorite of hers. So Rocky comes over and Jackson's like, hey, we have 16 variations of sparkling water. Would you like any? And she's like, no, I'm just here to talk. So talk. Ramona, of course, she's still sitting on the couch. She's like, oh, I'll take a passion fruit. And Jackson and Ramona look at her like, what are you still doing here? So Ramona gets up, says, I'll get it myself. Don't worry about me. And she leaves him alone. And Jackson takes a big breath, a big deep breath, because apparently this is very hard for him to apologize. He's like, I'm sorry. I never should have said that. I never should have insulted you. I was just trying to impress those football guys when the only person I really wanted to impress was you. So he's trying to get to her heart. He's trying to appeal to her senses. Like, it's almost like he thinks, like, that quick little apology is just gonna, like, okay, I apologize. We good now? And I'd be like, no. He's gonna have to make, she is gonna make him work for that apology. It's like, I'm not just gonna accept this point blank. You hurt me. And if you wanna, you know, I don't know if we can have a relationship, but I, at this point, you'll be lucky that we can even have a friendship. But I'm going to make you work for that as well. Which, if some guy, if I went to some guy to a prom and he made fun of me to impress a bunch of jerks, I'd be like, I, I don't even think I could be friends with that person anymore. I would be like, sayonara, see you later. I want nothing more to do with you. So she's like, all right, thank you. I appreciate the apology. And he's like, oh, good. I miss you so much. And he leans in for a kiss. And she, like, puts her hand to his chest, shoves him back. Like, whoa, what? What is this? He automatically thinks that apology is going to solve everything. Jackson, you can, you've been watching too many sitcoms, buddy. That is not how it works in the real world. This isn't, you can't just slap a Band-Aid on. A bullet wound and call it good. You just can't do it. So she's like, what are you doing, Fuller? And Jackson's like, oh, I guess I'm misreading signals. I thought you forgave me. And she's like, oh, I did. But after what you did the other night, I can't trust you. Which she is fully in the right not to trust him. You are going to have to work to earn that trust back, Jackson. So Jackson's like, wait, what are you saying? And she's like, I'm saying we're done. And you hear the audience go, aww. It's been 
so cute watching them together. Like, his, he had a kiss with Lola, but this is his first girlfriend kiss in a way. I mean, Lola was kind of a girlfriend for a little bit, but this just seems like Jackson's first real relationship. And of course, Ramona picks the most inappropriate time to come in. Like, I have Pompamoose or something. Like, what? What is that? Like, Ramona, we're still not finished. Please go back into the kitchen and we'll call you when we're done. All right, now we jump across town to plot A, the Hamilton performance, as Kimmy is like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's like front row here, and she's trying not to step on any toes. She's like, Oh, be, be careful. Pregnant woman in colonial gear, gear here. <laughs> so the girls finally take their seats, and they're like two feet from the stage. And Kimmy wants to jump up on stage. I'm definitely performing today. And DJ pulls her back like, no, Kimmy, no. And Stephanie's like, you confiscated her ball bearings, right? And of course, Kimmy's like, yes, but she didn't get my bra marbles as she shimmies and you hear those marbles are bouncing around in her bra. Kimmy is so into this. She's like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And Stephanie's like, uh, Kimmy, you're the only one talking. And she's like, oh, oh, it's starting. <laughs> so Kimmy, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Kimmy gets out, lets out this excited little yelpy. Ah! And Stephanie's like, Kimmy, please. I know you're excited. We're all excited. And Kimmy's kind of looking around a little nervously, like, oh, no, my my water. And DJ was sitting right next to Kimmy's like, Kimmy, I have told you before, I am not paying eight bucks for water. Eight dollars? Oh, my God. Let me guess, it's just for a 20 ounce, right? Ugh. Just like at the amusement parks, they cost like four or five dollars for a water out of a vending machine. That's probably tepid. Or maybe, it, what was it, like two seventy five for a... Like, heck no, I'm not paying that. That's insane. Just like $8 is insane to pay for a 20-ounce bottle of water. For a play that lasts three to five hours. But that is not, not the water that Kimmy is talking about. She means her water. The water, the, an amniotic fluid that is holding her baby inside of her is gushing out of her. She's like, it is time. We're going to go to the hospital, like, right now. I'm going to play this clip as she announces that her, the, her water's broken. The baby is coming. Ah! Kimmy, <coughs> calm down, okay? We are all excited. No, my water. I told you I'm not paying $8 for a water. No, my water just broke. The baby's coming. Oh. My baby? The, now? In the theater? Oh, my labor. Okay, we have to get you to the hospital. Yeah. No, I'm not leaving. At least not until intermission. <laughs> we are going. Fine. So DJ's like, we have to get you to a hospital, like, right now. And Kimmy's like, no, no, I'm not leaving. At least not until intermission. But they're like, no, we are getting you and pulling you out of your seat. We need to get you to the hospital. You are not having your baby at this Hamilton play. Alright, Plop B, we're going to the sandwich shop, we're going to Monty's, we're gonna get a yummy, yummy sub. Woo! Sub sandwiches. So I'm gonna play this clip as Max is just kind of criticizing, like, how good are these sandwiches? How good could they really be? 
could these sandwiches be? Max, you have never tasted Uncle Monty's number 17 Capicola Hero with the works. I am jealous of your mouth. <laughs> number 17. <laughs> the number 14 meatball grinder is why God created meat in the shape of a ball. I took Steph to Uncle Monty's on one of our first dates, and she ordered a number 14. I just thought, wow, that's the woman for me. And the sandwich. Guys, we have a situation. Yes, we certainly do. These men that not appreciate a proper gabagool. Okay. Look, Kimmy's having the baby. They need us to meet them at the hospital. Now! <gasps> Holy Capricoli, this is it. This is the biggest moment of my life. I'm about to be a father! I'll turn the car around. <laughs> So, Jimmy and Fernando are talking about their favorite sandwiches. Of course, Fernando's is this, uh... So, Fernando's Uncle Monty's number 17 Capicola Hero with the works. And I love how Fernando's like, Max, I am jealous of your mouth. Because it has not experienced the joy that you will feel when you let your body receive the number 17 Capicola Hero. Like, ah. Of course, Jimmy's sandwich is the meatball sandwich. And let me tell you, Subway's meatball sandwich, since they do not have the um, brisket sandwich anymore, I've gone back to the meatball sandwich until they come up with something else that I will love. I loved um, Subway a few years ago. Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> had the it was a kung pao pulled pork, and it was so good. I also love the Reuben one, which they do that every great once in a while, like maybe once every other year or so. And I think they had a pastrami one too. But um, Jimmy recalls when he took Stephanie on one of their first dates, and she ordered a number fourteen, and he said that was. Uh, the day I realized she was a woman for me, and of course the sandwich too. We get a ding from Max's cell phone. Turns out Kimmy, DJ, and Steph, they're at the hospital. The baby's coming. It's like, we need to get there, like, right now. And they're like, okay, yes, I will turn the car around, Fernando, Fernando says. But we are, because he and for uh, Jimmy share a look. And they're like, well, we are like five minutes away from sandwich heaven. Like, just get the sandwiches. Labor takes a long time. Don't worry. The baby's still going to be there when you get there, depending on how long the line is. I mean, I don't know what time of day they're going. Is there an Uncle Monty's? I want to look that up. Maybe it's just made up for the show, but that makes, guys, you are making me hungry. Oh, by the way, um, the lunch I had earlier, that uh, chicken um, breast uh, filled with, like, Parmesan and che mozzarella cheese and stuff, it was good. But I just want the sandwiches they're talking about. They sound, like, they sound so good. So let me look up. I'm sure Uncle Monty's in California does not exist. Maybe it's, like, a play on a sub shop out there that it's got the same type of items. But now we're going to bounce back to the house. We got Jackson and Ramona. They're eating some ice cream on the sofa. I take it Rocky left. She didn't want to hear his uh, apology. She didn't want his friendship. She's been burned, guys, and she wants... It's going to take time. If she even wants him to be her friend at this point. 
Guys, I just looked it up. I think it's wheel. Monty subs. I am looking at the menu. I am looking at the menu, and I want to see if they got this thing that uh, the sub that Fernando wanted, you know, number seventeen, and then of course the meatball one was number fourteen. So let's find out. I'm gonna find out because I am so hungry, and I just had lunch like maybe. Oh my gosh, it's already 3 in the afternoon. Remember I started recording this at like it was going on 11? Yeah, we've been kind of busy today. We're actually, um, we've taken down the curtains that I think we've had for a couple years. We, um, had the little pulley system to be able to pull them apart, but there is a snag, so we finally took down the curtains and the curtain rods. I'm like, why don't we just get, because I was at my sister's yesterday, and um, she's got just this rod, and she's got the curtains that have the, you know, the circle, so um, the rod just goes through it, and you just, like, push them apart. And I'm like, why don't we just do something simple like that? And I'm like, while we're at the, doing that, why don't we kind of rearrange, we have a sectional couch, even though our room, our living room is not really... I mean, you can put a sectional in there, but it's going to cut the living room size down in half. It's already not a huge one anyway. So, like, let's rearrange. Let's move the TV over against the wall where the couch was and pull the couch out and then move everything. It's time for a change. It, I like to reorganize things and, and just change things up every once in a while. But I want to look at Monty's real quick. I'm going to pull this up on my phone so that way I can just kind of read some stuff off. Hold on. So I see a meatball sub. It says plump meatballs cooked to perfection in our tantalizing sauce topped with onions, parmesan, and provolone cheeses. All right. We got some interesting names here. We got cobbler, piles of moist shaved turkey breast topped with zesty Swiss cheese. We got hamlet, pillows. I love their descriptions. Pillows of succulent 95%. Lean shredded ham and Swiss cheese. What? Oh, wait, come back. What? Okay, hold on. Um, we got beef eater, heaps of delicate roast beef, tangy cheddar cheese, tons of tuna, tom turkey salad from the greens, um, cheese head, several layers of tangy cheese, Swiss and creamy. So that's basically cheese. Okay. El Italiano. Italiano. Generous portions of hard salami and shaved ham topped with provolone cheese. Oh my gosh, they have a room and stuff. I am Homer Simpson right now. Um, thin slices of corned beef combined with sauerkraut topped with savory Swiss cheese and Thousand Island dressing. Oh, okay. Egg me on, guys. This is the one that I was looking at that looks so good. Somebody, Subway, make a sandwich like this. It's called Egg me on. A savory blend of hard-boiled eggs, special seasoning, and mayonnaise topped with provolone cheese. BLT, so that's ultimate. Ultimate is tremendous amounts of ham, turkey, and roast beef, provolone. We have turkey, bacon, ranch. We have the Cubano, which I'm guessing maybe that could be what Fernando was referring to. It's... Delicioso blend of savory pork, ham, zesty mustard, and pickles topped with Swiss cheese. Ooh, all right. Ooh, we got some interesting salads here. Um, interesting. Ooh, tuna, okay. Lighter biter. Oh, that's a half submarine with a regular drink and your choice of soup, salad, or chips. Okay, so what, what, how much do these things cost? I'm just curious. Like, what the hell? What? Wait, 
great. Come back. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. They're about six seventy-five, so that's not bad. Um, I know, guys. I know. Oh, what we got? We got cookies. A buck fifty-nine for a cookie. Crispy treats, buck ninety-nine. Brownies, one oh nine. We got pickles. Those are extras. You know, to add pickles to your sub. You got cheese, meat, bacon. Bacon is separate from meat. They're both like a buck, basically. Chips are a buck nineteen. Ooh, they're hiring. Locations and hours. Okay. Where's your location? Montvale Drive, Sangamal North Avenue. And where is this, though? I thought it, it's California, isn't it? Alright, okay guys, I've talked enough about Monty's submarines. Thank you, Fernando. Thank you, Jimmy. Very interesting. Now I'm hungry. So Jimmy is so excited. He's like, I'm about to be a father! As he screams out the window. <laughs> um, this is where Fernando's like, oh, I'll turn the car around. But then Jimmy gives him a look like, come on, seriously, we're like five minutes away from here. Uh, sub heaven. Let's do this. Come on. And of course... I'm sure Max is like, oh, gosh, really? Seriously? Your child's being born and you want to eat a sub? Oh. He's going to need that energy, Max. He's going to need that energy for when he faints. He won't faint. <laughs> Jimmy's strong. <laughs> so Ramona's trying to cheer up Jackson. Like, don't worry. Some girl who makes poor choices will come along and you won't be alone forever. And we hear a ding from Jackson's phone. He's like, oh, that must be Rocky trying to make up with me. And it turns out, like, oh, no, it's just your mom having the baby. And I'm like, uh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Jackson, get out of your funk because you two need to get your behinds to the hospital. <laughs> so Jackson's like, they want us to meet them at the hospital. Because, well, they probably think that Fernando and Jimmy are actually still at the house. But they're not. And Ramona's like, what are we going to do? We don't have a car or a license. Of course, now we cut to Rocky, who must be a year or so older than Jack, or possibly older than Jackson and Ramona, or at least she's old enough to have a license because she's driving. Boy, this is going to be awkward. And both Jackson and Ramona were eating pints of Ben and Jerry's. So, of course, Rocky calls out how awkward this is. And Jackson's like, so, uh, how you been? You seen anyone? And she's like, yeah, I'm engaged to an Israeli soldier. Like, what in the world, Jackson? Didn't you, like, just leave your house, like, an hour or two ago? Of course, Jackson doesn't get sarcasm. He's like, what? We just broke up, like, five minutes ago. So, Ramona thanks Rocky for driving her and Jackson to the hospital because apparently she is the only one of their friends that has a license. And Rocky's like, hmm, well, gee, what about Uber? Can 15-year-olds take an Uber? Maybe they can. I don't know if there's an age requirement. Like, you gotta be a certain age. Or if you're under a certain age, you gotta be with a parent or something. Yeah, I just looked up, uh, it looks like... Uh, you have to be at least 18 to be in an Uber by yourself. So now we cut to the car with DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy in it. And Kimmy is fighting contractions. She's like, oh, here's another contraction. DJ, what are you waiting for? Because she's still sitting there. And she's like, well, there's a blind person crossing the street. So Stephanie, who's in the backseat, screams out the window, hey, guide dog, guide your person across the street already well the dog isn't gonna run 
That's not how you guide. Unless that dog's got a stray, uh, a strong prey drive, that dog is going to be right up on that person's hip. Right on their side. That's how they were trained. I'm sorry, Stephanie. Just chill. It will be all right. Just time those contractions. So Kimmy is yelling at DJ, like, DJ, go, go. I will not have another car baby. Because as we found out in episode one, wasn't it, that Ramona was born in a car. She, I think she was born in an Uber. And, of course, DJ makes a face like, yeah, you're right, I should go because I just had my car detailed. I think there's an episode where Stephanie actually uses DJ's car as an Uber. Now we come back to the car with Fernando, Jimmy, and Max in the back, who's like, I can't believe you guys stopped for sandwiches when Kimmy is in labor, as he takes a big, huge bite out of his sandwich. And Fernando just says, I can't believe you chose a number 43. A vegan bond me, which... If you weren't a child, I would left you. I would have left you there. <laughs> oh, Fernando. <laughs> Max is just happy he got a sandwich. Which I thought for a bit, like, Max was on a no-meat kick. Like, he was going to be a uh, vegetarian or something. But his biggest vice was bacon. So what he did in an episode, he gave um, Cosmo some bacon and just had the dog lick his face so he could smell the bacon on Cosmo's breath. Like, I'm not cheating this way. <laughs> so, Fernando's herky-jerkiness of the wheel causes Jimmy to lose his sandwich. What was your arm doing out by the window? He probably just had his arm hand by the window with his sandwich, and that herky-jerky <laughs> avoiding a pothole or who knows what. Like, bye-bye, sandwich. You're gone. So now Jimmy is having a moral crisis about how can I even keep, hold on to a baby? I can't even hold on to a sandwich. And Fernando's like, well, Jimmy, you're, the baby's not going to be covered in oil and vinegar. And I love what Max says here. It's just so sweet. The baby is rarely covered in oil and vinegar. So your chances of dropping it are pretty low. time dads go through it yeah jimmy you're gonna be a great dad max you seem like you have a lot of wisdom because you're wearing a vest but <laughs> i'm just not sure trust me i've seen how you love aunt stephanie and i've seen how you take care of me and tommy your baby's going to be the luckiest kid in the world wow thanks max you're gonna be a great dad too you know i'm 10 Really? Why do I let you do my taxes? <laughs> so Max has got some great words of wisdom here. He's like, I see how much you love Aunt Stephanie and how you take care of me and Tommy. You are going to be a great dad, Jimmy. And I love Jimmy's like, Max, you seem to have a lot of wisdom because you wear vests. And he says, Max, you're going to be a good dad too one day. And Max is like, you realize I'm only 10, right? <laughs> Oh, I love, I love this banter between all three of them. It's so funny. Now we cut to the hospital. We get a shot of the sign. We got emergency in red with an arrow pointing upwards. Hospital entrance, arrow pointing to the left. Visitor parking to the right. 
S.E. Bradbury Plaza pointing to one's an imaging center. So now we cut to the hospital room with DJ Stephanie and Kimmy. Kimmy is having her contractions, saying there's nothing better than childbirth. She's having contraction while saying that. Where's the doctor? Oh, oh my goodness. Poor Kimmy. Stephanie's like, DJ, do something. You're a doctor. And DJ's like, I'm a veterinarian. And Steph's like, that's the, like, the same thing. Just do something. So DJ gets in there, feels Kimmy's nose like she's like checking a dog's nose. She's like, oh, it's good. It's Your nose is cold and moist. Ew. And now she's rubbing Kimmy's ears, which seems to help take her mind off the contractions, I guess. Where is that doctor? So the doctor comes in, and it's not Kimmy's regular doctor who is said to deliver the baby. Dr. Cohen won the lottery for Hamilton. Unfortunately, he got nosebleed seats. And unfortunately, three hay seats in the front row left perfectly good seats. So he was not too happy about that. Of course... Stephanie says, oh, well, one of those seats is not perfectly good anymore. As in, Kimmy's water broke all over it. I'm surprised they won't see a bill for the replacement of that theater seat. They might. We don't know. Kimmy's water broke all over it. Ugh. So, Kimmy's like, I don't know you. What's your favorite color? Do you watch The Bachelor? Do you have opinions on breakfast toast? So, those are Kimmy's questions of how to get to know somebody especially someone who's going to deliver your baby something so extremely intimate and personal you gotta know the person you gotta know something about them there's gotta be a level of trust but then again i mean i'm just gauging on what i would want if i were in go in kimmy's position in a bed getting ready to deliver a child i'm yeah so the doctor says my favorite color is yellow. My favorite character, my favorite bachelor was Juan Pablo. And then she says, I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but I like hot butter on my breakfast toast. That's a cool rhyme. And who doesn't love hot butter on their bread? You gotta butter the toast. You can't have it dry. Maybe throw some cinnamon sugar on there too. Ooh, yummy. Oh, or some raspberry jelly. Ooh, strawberry. Oh. Now I want toast with jelly and butter on it. Kimmy, of course, side-eyes, Deej and Steph. Julie, I think this is a good one. I think she'll work out. Kimmy just spreads her legs apart like, have at it. Let's do this. Get my feet in those stirrups. Let's deliver this baby now. All right. Now we're outside in the waiting room. We got Jackson and Ramona in the middle with Rocky on the other side. So, DJ's on the phone with Steve, who I'm guessing is at the airport. He says he'll arrive and uh, be there in about two hours. He asks her how Hamilton was, and she's like, oh, well, the first two notes of it were great. Oh, and did you know that the Raisinets cost $9? Huh. Well, at the theater, those cost like three fifty or four fifty. when you can just go to like, like a Meyer or something and get them for like a buck and a half. I know you're not supposed to sneak their candy into the theater. We've all done it. I put a Ziploc bag of a mismatch of hot tamales, Reese's Pieces, Milk Duds, 
gummy bears, the horrible, horrible ones. And, um, yeah, that's my little snack for the movies. Because sometimes it's like, I don't just want popcorn. I want my goodie bag. And as long as I have it zipped up in my Columbia jacket, where you'll just probably see a bulge in my pocket and think, that's just that person's phone. That's just their wallet. It's okay. They don't actually have any candy in their pocket. We're not going to frisk them. This isn't the airport. I think the people that run that theater know that people will pay $9 for Raisinets. I mean, not DJ Tanner, but other people that want the Raisinets bad enough, they will pay that $9. Stevie, 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 you are a man after my own heart. He's like, see, that's why you gotta sneak that stuff in, Deej. That's why I always have licorice in my shoes. Ooh, okay, that's gross. That's kind of... And then what? You have lint on the licorice or feet smell? Because you know your feet are gonna sweat into your socks and it's gonna go into your licorice. All right, how many of you like Twizzlers? How many like Red Vines? I am Twizzlers all the way. I actually just bought some I'm never going to buy again. They're those orange cream pop ones. And it's just, they're filled with this white substance, like a sugary sweet. And it's just too much. Like, excuse me, never again, never again will I buy them. I felt like my teeth were filling up with cavities as I was chewing on them. So in comes Fernando, Jimmy, and Mac. What has Mac got in that plastic bag? A couple sandwiches? Let me check. He looks like he's got three six-inch subs in that plastic bag. He might. He might. And DJ's looking at them like, what took you so long? As Jimmy is finishing off what little crumb bitlets he's got of that sub. She's like, you do realize I see you eating a sandwich, right? And Fernando's still working on his. Like, if it was a foot, or it's six inches, it's now, like, three inches long. But then again, he was driving one-handed while shoving that sub into his maw. Oh, oh, the reason, he says traffic, that's what took us so long. So Max comes up to his mom and says, all right, so how dilated are we? And DJ's like, we are at nine centimeters. And she looks at Max like, how do you know what dilated is? How how are you even asking me this question? How do you know this to ask me the question like that? And she looks at him, or he looks at DJ and is like, have you ever seen me miss an episode of Grey's Anatomy? And he says, I could deliver that baby myself. And she's like, let's hope it doesn't come to that Dr. McVestie. <laughs> That's gotta be a, a play on that. What was it? Dr. McDreamy or McSteamy or whatever his name was. Pa uh, Patrick uh, Dempsey. Yeah, that guy. So as soon as Fernando asks, where is my precious Kimberlina? We are from the room. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, that's Kimmy in there. She's got contractions. But then again, Fernando's been through this with Kimmy with Ramona, right? So he probably knows, like, just how far along. Like, oh, it shouldn't be long now or something. And Jimmy's like, wow, that must be a really bad contraction. And Fernando, who knows Kimmy so well, is like, no, no, that's, like, when she can't find the remote. And then we hear, ah, ah, and that means, like, now that is a contraction. Okay. I think they're all going to start rushing into her room. Which, I'm sure the doctor's going to say we can only have so many people in here at once. For the health and safety of the baby. So, Stephanie pokes her head out of the dress like, hey, get in here quick. She eyes the bag that Jimmy is holding. And she's is that a number 14? And Jimmy's like, yeah, with extra uh, pepper. What? what did he say? 
Pepperini? Peppercini? Oh my goodness. Peppercini. What is that? It's just a pepper. It looks like a jalapeno, only lighter. So, they head into the delivery room, uh, Stephanie and DJ Fernando and Jimmy, and we cut back to Ramona, Rocky, and Jackson, and Ramona's like, oh, thank you for driving us, you don't have to stay, and Rocky's kind of like, you know what, I kind of want to meet this baby, so Jackson gets up, because he's, there's like an empty seat in between he and Rocky, where Ramona was sitting, he's like, hey, that's great, um, do you, does that mean we're back to, and Rocky cuts him off, like, hey, just shut up and, and enjoy my company, because he's sitting right next to her like shut up fuller and enjoy my company this is the best that you're gonna get right now all right now we get Joni mitchell's the circle game this is such a beautiful song um was this also in um an episode of the wonder years i thought with um it might be maybe the end of mom wars that might be it also, I remember this song at the end of um, an episode of Party of Five in season one. It's such a beautiful song. We're cutting back to the delivery room. We're seeing Kimmy push and everything, and Stephanie and DJ are there cheering her on and encouraging her to keep pushing. So the wig that of curls that Kimmy was wearing, it's off now. She's in her hospital gown. Her hair is damp. She looks really sweaty. She's looking at Stephanie. Stephanie's like, you can do this. Keep going. It's all right. We're all here with you. So this is cool. It's like a little montage with this music playing over with because we cut out of the delivery room into Fernando and Jimmy right outside stuffing their faces with their sub sandwiches just with these nervous looks on their faces unless they're in are they outside of the delivery room are they like in the waiting room or are they actually like off to the side they might be i bet they're like off to the side in in the delivery room just like oh we gotta eat these sandwiches i'm so nervous now we cut to back to the girls where Stephanie is being such a good mommy-to-be. She's helping Kimmy, taking care of her, blotting her face with a... What are they called? A, a cloth, um, um, a rag, uh, a towel, a, a white towel. Oh my gosh. Is this song, please? It's so beautiful. <laughs> Jimmy's still stuffing his face while Fernando is now being blotted by the white towel here. Like, he's, like, Fernando's probably nervous. It's like he's seen his wife go through this with Ramona. And, I mean, not every pregnancy and delivery is going to go the same with each child, right? So, he, of course, you know, that's still his wife. And he's still nervous and worried. He doesn't want anything bad to happen. Now we cut back to the doctor ready to receive the baby and just calling out cues Kimmy to push or to breathe and just, it's okay. We got Ramona, Max, and Jackson all with their ears up against the door. Like, they can probably barely see, because that is like frosted glass in that door, so you're really not going to see anything. Oh, this is so sweet! Rocky's right next to Jackson and she takes his hand. <laughs> This is so sweet. This is, I mean, such a, a big moment. You know, a baby's being born. A new Tanner is being born. 
Tanner Gibbler is being born. Now we come back to the delivery room. Now Fernando is in DJ's spot. She, he's got an arm around Kimmy on her shoulder, and the other one is holding her hand so she can squeeze when she needs to push. And on the right side, we got Stephanie and Jimmy, and they're just, you know, they're being supportive. Now the baby's born. Oh my gosh, I'm already starting to cry. <laughs> This, this episode just chokes me up so much. I can't help it seeing a baby being born. <laughs> a TV show makes me cry. Makes me think of when I watched Call the Midwife and, and just so many episodes I would be bawling my eyes out. Alright, now we come back to... We see that the baby has a pink hat on. And the doctor hands the baby over to Stephanie. <laughs> And Stephanie brings the baby over to Kimmy, and Kimmy places a hand on the baby's stomach, and it, uh, the baby is wrapped up in a blanket. It's just so beautiful and so cute. All right, we got Max, Ramona, Jackson, and Rocky is right behind them. And mind you, there is no dialogue going on whatsoever. It's just the music playing with the, the montage of scenes. Ramona goes over, and Kimmy hugs her. Oh, so sweet. And we have Jackson on one side of Stephanie, and Jimmy's on the other side. He's got his arm on her shoulder, and it's just sweet. It's interesting, because now the baby is going to be, since they said the baby is part Tanner, part Gibbler, so in a way, Jackson and Ramona are connected, oh, and Max, too, and Tommy, are connected by this baby. How wild is that? They're both cousins of this baby. I want to play this clip here as we get to see Stephanie's reaction with the baby. And, of course, for um, Jimmy proposing. Oh, we don't know the baby's name yet. We got to wait till season five. She's so beautiful. You have a daughter, Steph. Thanks to you. You are awesome, sis. Yeah. Not as amazing as my prediction that it would be a girl. It says boy. <laughs> what does it say on the other side? Girl. Oh my gosh, you are a witch. <laughs> oh, she looks just like you, Steph. She's perfect. I can't stop staring at her. Just wait until she throws up on you at three in the morning. Uh, even that's gonna be cute. Kimmy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you are just awesome. And Steph, I am just so happy for you. You're gonna be an incredible mom. Kimmy, oh. I am so grateful. None of this would have been possible without you. Anything for you, Steph? You've always been like a little sister to me. You were so brave. Thank you, Berlina. It's true. I am pretty great. <laughs> oh, we have a new puppy. She will pack. What are you going to name her? Oh, right. A name. I knew we forgot something. Don't worry, babe. It's fine. We've got time. You can't take and her home until you name her. a lot of time because 
she's here. You know, there is one thing I didn't forget. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you doing? I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. But I wanted to wait until the baby got here in case she had a strong objection. <laughs> I love you, Steph. I have always loved you. And I always will love you and baby to be named later. <laughs> Stephanie, Judith, Tanner, will you make me the happiest man in the world and do me the honor of being my wife? You sure? I mean, you know, I have a baby, right? I have never been more sure of anything in my entire life. Marry me. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. I will marry you, Jimmy. I love you. Yes, ah, oh, babies and proposals. <laughs> ah, of course, you know they don't name the baby yet. We're gonna, like I said, we'll learn that in season five. Cause Jimmy's like, oh, I knew we forgot something. And Stephanie's like, babe, don't worry, we have time. She's like, well, I mean, not a lot of time. I mean, the baby's here and everything. And Jimmy's like, oh, there's one thing I wanted to make sure that I do. And he says, Stephanie Judith Tanner, I have always loved you. And will you do the honor of becoming my wife? Will you marry me? And, of course, Stephanie, still holding the baby, puts a hand to her mouth in shock and surprise. It's like, yes, Jimmy, yes, I will marry you. And um, DJ and Fernando come over, and they hug. And Kimmy's like, hey, bring that hug over here. So they slowly all four, five of them go over to Kimmy. And Kimmy is like, Stephanie, you've always been like a little sister to me. And now you're finally going to be a gibbler. And, of course, Stephanie's like, oh, that's right. I will be, won't I? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love this. And I just, I get teared up. Like I said. Oh, it's so emotional. Guys, this is such an amazing send-off for season four. And we are all ready for season five. It's going to come in the fall. So, what I'm thinking, here's what I think, okay? We got Stephanie and Jimmy. We have DJ and Steve. We have Kimmy and Fernando who are divorced or separated, but, or are they divorced? Because he gave her divorce papers so that way they can start anew. And we have a couple we have not talked about because we've only seen her once. Danny and Vicky. So, this is what I'm suggesting. We get a, I would say triple, but a, how do you say, quattro ceremony with Danny and Vicky, Steve and DJ, Steph and Jimmy, Kimmy and Fernando. <sighs> oh, we could, it would be great to see, especially like 
DJ and Steve and Kimmy and Jimmy, like, say they have a joint ceremony. And Danny walks both his daughters down the aisle, one on each arm. Would be so beautiful. Oh, would just be so amazing. That's at least my prediction. That's what I want to see. And as far as what the baby is going to be named, we don't know yet. I can't see the baby being, me, being named Michelle, as nice as that would be. I'm kind of guessing, I heard a rumor they might have found someone who could look like adult Michelle. Because we know the Olsen twins, they're not coming back. They haven't come back for four seasons. And this would be a great send-off, not just to be at her sister's wedding. Because we don't know, maybe she was at DJ's wedding when she married Tommy. We don't know. But... If Danny and Vicky get married, Michelle would have to be there in one form or another, right? They could have her on a laptop on Skype, and one of the Olsons could make an appearance. But then again, if we don't get them, even for a split second, get someone else at this point, guys. I'm sorry, but, you know, if the Olsen twins aren't going to, we got to have Michelle in some form. That's what I want. All right, well, we got some episodes coming this week from Full House. So first up, we are going to do one of the graduation episodes, season four, episode 25, entitled The Graduates. Danny dates a college student. <laughs> At the same time, DJ graduates from junior high and Michelle graduates from preschool. Stephanie feels left out of the graduation festivities so the family tries to cheer her up by making a graduation ceremony ceremony gall i cannot talk it is now 8 43 at night i've been so, jeremy and i have been so busy today we rearranged we put up the new curtains we rearranged the tv so instead of it being up against the wall next to the stairs it's now on the wall where the side of the house is and you know we have a sectional and it's huge thing and we were able to move it and just maneuver everything and it's it's an adjustment because i now have london on one side of the tv stand and then liesel on the other so that way liesel isn't as close to the door as she was before so and this Friday, we got a Bob Saget celebrating his birthday. So in honor of Bob Saget's special, special day, we got the Big 3-0 episode season one, or season one, episode 11, the Big 3-0. Danny suffers great anxiety on his 30th birthday when he comes home and finds a big birthday party waiting for him as well as his destroyed car bullet yes so i just thought i thought that would be so fun i think i'm gonna do that with some of the characters that have birthday episodes on their birthday i'm going to do birthday episodes so like i think it's season two john stamos has a birthday episode where he turns i believe 26 so i'll do that because his birthday is actually august 19th it's like five days before my birthday we also have the olsen twins in june have a birthday june 13th so the episode i'm choosing to do for the olsen twins because um i'm not doing happy birthday babies because she does celebrate a birthday there too but that's the birth of the twins and i kind of want to do that with the whole jesse becky relationship evolve from dating to engagement or dating and almost 
wedding, engagement, wedding, and then the twins being born. I kind of want to do that. So instead, the episode I'm going to pick, if I can find it, where is it? It is uh, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Where is the episode? Maybe it's, it might be season three. Uh, where is it? Greatest Birthday on Earth. That's season three, episode 10. The family prepares a circus party for Michelle's third birthday. But on the very day Steph and Michelle join Jesse to Elmer's gas station where something happens. Yeah, they get locked in, guys. They get locked into this. It's not like a Midas. It's not a Honda dealership. It's not a what um autos wait autozone doesn't have oil changes oh no wait do they no they don't they're a store i'm sorry guys (laughs) anyway it's just some run-of-the-mill run by one person type of establishment um uh kind of a mom and pop type place so nothing i'm not knocking anybody you know how keith scott from one tree hill he ran keith Keith Scott's body shop or auto body shop or whatever it was called. I love me some One Tree Hill. I say that right now. I love me some One Tree Hill. But this is such a cute episode where Stephanie and Jesse put on a circus show for Michelle because they're all locked in there, complete with Stephanie in a mop wig and some weird... Thing that looks like it goes in a car but they're like orange and yellow it makes me think of one of those like slide projector things something like that but anyway oh my goodness gracious guys I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry um I want to let's go back to Fuller House for a second because I want to do my line of the episode if they got it on here Let's see. Um, for the lesson from the episode, um, if your wife, fiance, girlfriend, whoever is in labor, don't say, "Hey, I got time. Let me stop at a subway because I really need to get that sandwich." Guys, the sandwich will still be there after the delivery. Why? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Have the delivery. Do the thing. Have to hold the baby. Have the happy times. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to add to the celebration. I am getting subs for everybody, and we are going to have a bash here. Yes. That way you're showing you care more about the baby than the sandwich. Uh, line of the episode. Um, I think I'm going to go with where Jim, Jimmy said, you know what, Max, you're going to be a great father one day. And where Max says... You know I'm 10, right? I think I'm going to go with that as my line of the episode because, frankly, that's the only one I can remember. So, like I said, I, I had a lot of things going on today, but I just, I love this episode. You guys, cry with me. Cry with me as you watch this episode because I always seem to bawl when my eyes out, when I see a baby being born on television. Rips my heart out. And my eyes just water. And I my throat gets all choked up. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you heard me. You heard me. So, um, oh, I'm just so ready for season five. 
But all right, I also want to give a shout out, a happy Mother's Day shout out to my mother-in-law, Jeremy's mom. So happy Mother's Day. Oh, and let's not forget Andrea Barber, Candace Cameron, Jody Sweeten, Lori Laughlin. Yes, all of them, all of them have a wonderful one. All of you have a wonderful, and all of you who are listening have a wonderful Mother's Day. If you're not a mother, if you have a mother, do something special for her. I know, guys. I know it's going on 9 o'clock. If you don't live near your mother, give her a phone call. I'll just ring her up on this phone and say, hey, I'm happy Mother's Day. If I haven't told you lately how much I love you, I love you. Right? Okay, guys. Have a great, great night. Bye-bye. <laughs>